It's the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Here's Rob Carney. The Tuesday, November 9th, 2021 edition of the Heartland at Noon. Coming up today, the 2021 Jim Patterson Children's Hospital Radiothon, presented by CIBC Wood Gundy. Saskatchewan's largest annual maternal and pediatric fundraiser has returned to the radio. We're back on the air to help save kids' lives. The Jim Patterson Children's Hospital Radiothon, presented by CIBC Wood Gundy, is back on the air today. Inspiration and bringing our provincial community together. It's on today and tomorrow, on until 5 o'clock, actually 6 a.m. till 5 p.m. each day. You can call the CP Sunshine Line and make your donation, one 808 kids or go online to pattisonchildrens.ca. All the details on the way. COVID-19, we got the latest situation and statistics. And the new mayor of Moose Jaw had his first city council meeting last night since he won the by-election last week. We've got Mayor Clive Tolley's inaugural address to City Council on the Heartland at noon today. You're listening to 800 CHAB Moose Jaw, a Golden West radio station. Discover Moose Jaw News for Ivermain Place. Small town life is great when you're surrounded by people with big hearts. Contact today for senior living opportunities at Ivermain Place Central Butte. Good afternoon, I'm Haley Shirky. The Jim Pattison's Children's Hospital Radiothon, presented by CIBC Wood Gundy, is on the air today and tomorrow, raising money for life-saving equipment and critical programming at Saskatchewan's only dedicated children's hospital. Funds raised this year will go towards enhancing provincial pediatric trauma care, improve epilepsy service, and increase capacity in the neonatal intensive care unit. This year, there is a matching sponsor. Gord and Barb Broda of Prince Albert will be matching the first $150,000 raised. You can donate by calling the CP Sunshine Line at 1-888-808-KIDS or visit pattisonchildrens.ca. The construction that wrapped up last week on Caribou Street and 9th Avenue intersection did not leave local residents happy. Isabel Morrison is a resident of the area, and she described the aftermath of the intersection as a joke. It's rougher now than it was before they ever touched it. Like, my husband rides a motorcycle, and there's no way he'd go down that street now. Like, it doesn't matter if you're going east or west. That whole 900 block, it's a mess. Morrison also questioned how the citizens' tax money is being spent. She's hopeful that City Council will put more consideration into this issue going forward, but she's not holding her breath. Souls Harbor Rescue and Riverside Mission are getting ready to start construction for a brand new building. Riverside Mission will relocate to this new facility. It will also offer more housing suites for rent, addiction services, and it will become a food and clothing distributor for all of southern Saskatchewan. The total costs come to $4.5 million, so the organization is putting on a 50-50 ticket draw to help raise funds for the construction. Joe Miller, executive director and owner of Souls Harbor Rescue and Riverside Mission, says tickets will be available for purchase this Friday. People can purchase their tickets. They just need to go to uh, uh, the website. The website is shrm5050.ca. The winning ticket will be drawn on December 3rd. The 41st mayor in Moose Jaw's history was sworn in last night in city council chambers. 
Clive Tolley takes over the position after winning last week's by-election. He said his vision is keeping people in Moose Jaw with good jobs while attracting new people. There's about 7 million people that were born in Saskatchewan that live elsewhere in Canada. So many of our children, along with children of all the other people who live in this province, have gotten a good education and they've moved somewhere else to get a job. We've got to keep more of those people here. In order to keep them here, we, we must have jobs for them. The by-election was triggered after now former Mayor Fraser Tomey resigned to pursue federal politics. We're about to get some winter weather in Saskatchewan. Rain showers will turn into snow tomorrow night in the local region, and a special weather statement has been issued for central and east-central Saskatchewan. Communities along and north of the Yellowhead Highway can expect 5 to 10 centimeters of snow tomorrow night. Freezing rain is also a strong possibility. 100 new confirmed cases of COVID-19 yesterday, along with one new death and 237 recoveries. 14 of the new cases are in the south-central zone. Regina has 20 and Saskatoon has 12. There are 1,528 active cases in the province. 191 people are being treated in hospital, 140 are receiving inpatient care, and 51 are in the ICU. There are 18 patients receiving intensive care in Ontario, and they were not included in yesterday's case count. And now, the Golden West Radio Money Scope for Aaron Rustin of Purposed Financial, bringing understanding and financial success to clients for over 35 years. The TSX is down 22 points, the Dow Jones is down 217 points, the NASDAQ is down 65 points, and the Canadian dollar is down at 80.24 cents U.S. And do you have a story to share? Click Submit News on discovermoosejaw.com. Conservative leader Aaron O'Toole faced repeated questions about COVID-19 vaccination policies as he announced his shadow cabinet this morning. Pierre Polyev is the party's finance critic. Calgary MP Michelle Rempel-Garner is moving from health to natural resources. And Manitoba MP Candace Bergen remains deputy leader. O'Toole left out former leadership rival Leslin Lewis and Ontario MP Marilyn Gladue, both of whom O'Toole acknowledges have made unhelpful comments about vaccines. Saskatchewan's medical community and the Muslim community has lost one of its own to COVID-19. Dr. Yusuf Al-Bagami died Sunday at a Toronto hospital where he was being treated for the virus. His close friend and fellow doctor, Fazi Ramadan, says Al-Bagami, an emergency room and family doctor in the Regina area, had no immediate family here in Canada. He says he's making plans for the body to be sent back to Saudi Arabia. Canada has come in 61st on a review tracking the efforts of 64 countries to combat climate change. Thanks to its ambitious targets for reducing greenhouse gas emissions, Denmark bumped Sweden off the top in the ranking published by German Watch and the new Climate Institute. But the two non-governmental organizations say none of the countries it reviewed met all of the conditions, so it has left the top three spots on the list blank. And a storied American company founded in 1892 is dividing itself into three public companies, in a move that may signal the end of the conglomerate era, General Electric's three public companies will focus on aviation, healthcare, and energy. I'm Pam Fedick. Now, discover Moose Jaw Sports. 
Western Hockey League action in Moose Jaw tonight. The Warriors are about to play three straight on home ice starting tonight against the Red Deer Rebels. Moose Jaw earned two wins in Alberta on the weekend, beating the Hurricanes in Lethbridge 4-1 before coming from behind to beat the Tigers in Medicine Hat 3-2 in overtime on Saturday. Coach Mark O'Leary. I liked our resilience even on the on the road trip. You know, we we uh, we faced some penalties early on in the Lethbridge game, and I thought it actually gave us a little bit of juice for the rest of the game. So, you know, I, I liked our execution. I liked our energy level throughout, and, you know, we finished in uh, an exciting way in Medicine Hat for sure. The Warriors have six wins and seven losses so far this season. The Rebels, nine wins and 16 games. They sit second in the Central Division. All the action tonight on Country 100, pregame show at 640, play-by-play at 7 o'clock. And tonight's game is a two-for-Tuesday, so tickets and selected snacks are two-for-one at Mosaic Place. The city finals are on tonight in senior high school girls volleyball. Peacock hosting Central for the championship match at 7 o'clock. The boys final with Cornerstone Christian taking on Vanier goes tomorrow night. And the Toronto Blue Jays have some players up for some big awards. Left-hander Robbie Ray, a finalist for the American League Cy Young Award. He led the league in strikeouts and ERA last season. And teammates Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Marcus Simeon are finalists for the American League's Most Valuable Player Award. Now, your Discover Moose Jaw weather. Increasing cloud today with the wind shifting to southeast at 30 and gusting up to 50 this afternoon. The high 9. Tonight, cloudy with some showers this evening and overnight. Uh, wind becomes light overnight. The low plus 2. Tomorrow we get some weather. Cloudy with showers in the afternoon. A gusty northwest wind. The high plus 5. Cloudy with flurries, windy, and a low of minus 6 overnight Wednesday. Thursday, cloudy, flurries, high minus 5. Friday, sunny, high minus 3. Saturday, sunny breaks, high plus 3. In case you missed it in the news, uh, Haley reporting, we've got a special weather statement in effect for central and east central Saskatchewan. So like about an hour north of Moose Jaw and then uh, the surrounding regions, you can expect 5 to 10 centimeters of wet snow tomorrow night, including some freezing rain. That's uh, around the Yellowhead Highway, south and north of the Yellowhead Highway, looking for some uh, weather tomorrow night. Yesterday's high in Moose Jaw was 10 degrees. Normal high at this time of year is 2. Normal low minus 8. Record high for today, 22 degrees. Set in 2016. Record low minus 22. In, no, actually minus 27 in 2018. Sun came up this morning at 8.06 and goes down today at 5.26. This hour, Moose Jaw mostly sunny and plus 2. Regina plus 1. Assiniboia Gravelberg plus 3. Rockland Coronet plus 3. Swift Current plus 3. Elbow 0. Davidson Watrous 0. Once again, Assiniboia plus 3. Regina plus 1. And with the wind currently out of the east at 11. And the relative humidity at 62%. It's plus 2 in Moose Jaw. We'll take a brief time out, and we'll be back with the Road Report and a whole lot more, including the Jim Patterson Radio Farm, which continues through the day today and into tomorrow. 
Stay tuned. It's the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. You've roasted more marshmallows than you can count. Hosted endless campsite barbecues. Posted pictures daily showing all the fun. Now, do you winterize or upgrade? Hey, it's Michelle here from Moose Jaw RV and Marine where it's end of season deal time. Come in and see our in-stock selection. With your new RV, don't pay until 2022. Plus, get $3,500 cash back OEC. We'd love to hear your roasting, hosting, posting stories when you come in for winterizing, insurance claim, or service work. We can handle all makes and models of boats and RVs. See you soon at Moose Jaw RV and Marine. Moose Jaw RV Marine.com. Get big yields and big rewards with CS2300 from Canterra Seeds, a Roundup-ready canola hybrid that has set the standard for yield and standability. Now, get a $50 per bag instant reward on all purchases of CS2300 with no bundling or minimum purchase requirements. Just simple, straight-up savings. Reap the rewards of this yield powerhouse. Visit Canterra.com to order CS2300 from your preferred retailer today. Always read and follow grain marketing and stewardship requirements and pesticide label directions. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. This program is, in fact, brought to you by Purpose Financial and Heritage Insurance, working together to serve you better. Road Report on The Heartland at Noon. Well, we've received um, some inquiries from folks in the neighborhood around 9th Avenue Northwest and Caribou Street. They're not happy with the way those roads over there have been patched up in and around that intersection. We've got that story in the news today, and it'll be on discovermoosejaw.com this afternoon, and we'll be expanding on that story on the Heartland at noon tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. Also, uh, Hoshalega West between 1st and 2nd are getting some paving work today. And potholes being filled. Apparently, the hot mix plant gets shut down tomorrow, so city pothole crews are working hard today and tomorrow to get the potholes filled. And uh, yesterday, they filled a problem pothole right at the intersection of 9th Northwest and Thatcher Drive. So if you're heading north on 9th Northwest and then turning east on Thatcher, there was a nasty pothole there. It was filled yesterday by the city of Moose Jaw. The Road Report, brought to you by My Addictions Clothing Boutique in the Town and Country Mall. Full store of fall and winter fashions for sizes small to 2XL at My Addictions Clothing Boutique, Town and Country Mall. Now, today's Paul Martin commentary. Here's another way of economies are performing. It's a measure of government revenues coupled with overall economic growth. These are the metrics used by the economics unit at RBC Royal Bank to assess how the various provincial economies are performing, and they came away with this conclusion. Saskatchewan is the national leader. In their words, higher own source revenues, that's money governments generate through their own taxation, are a reflection of a stronger economy. Higher incomes generally result in higher taxes, and more retail transactions attract sales tax and so on. Well, Saskatchewan was one of a handful of provinces where deficits turned out to be smaller than expected. Ours was described as significantly lower than budgeted. Further, they looked at the revisions to GDP numbers, which were generally elevated across the country. What they found is that after the revisions, Saskatchewan posted the strongest improvement. Our new growth number is 5.6%, up from an original forecast of 3.4%. That's a spread of roughly 30%. I'm Paul Martin. Moose Jaw, notoriously entertaining. Trade boring for bowling at South Hill Bowling Center. Party on with Rock and Glow Bowling all weekend. Book your Christmas parties now before the prime spots are filled. Fully licensed with automatic scoring. For reservations, call 693-0955. 
we've hidden a microphone somewhere in Moose Jaw, and we want you to find it. It's Hidden Mike. It's time to check in again with our hidden microphone. We've hidden a microphone somewhere in Moose Jaw. The first person to help us find exactly where that microphone is hidden will win an amazing prize pack, courtesy of our friends at Canadian Tire. Let's check in and see what our hidden microphone is picking up now. There you go, the latest from our hidden mic. You can get bonus clues, by the way, for the hidden mic contest by going online to discovermoosejaw.com. And there's only one way to have a chance to guess where this microphone is hidden, and that's to get registered with our hidden microphone page online at discovermoosejaw.com. Sarah back with you for the Jim Pattison Children Hospital Radiothon. Today is a great day where you can help make a difference in children's lives. Mind Supply is matching all donations up to $5,000 this hour. Jim Pattison Children's Hospital wants to thank all of those that have made a donation so far. And thanks to our sponsors, CP, Affinity Credit Union, Sastel, Viterra, Save on Foods, Fun Motor Group, and of course, our matching sponsor, Gord and Barbara Broda. If you haven't made a donation and you would like to, you can give us a call on our CP Sunshine line at 1-888-808-KIDS. That's 1-888-808-KIDS. Or you can head online to pattisonchildren.ca. There is so many different ways for you to help make a difference and ensure that our children have the hospital that they need for their future. Also, right now, if you make a donation within the next 60 minutes, it is going to be triple. Thanks to Saskatchewan Health Research Foundation and our matching sponsors, Gord and Barbara Broda. $20 makes it $60. $100 makes it $300. Donate now. 1-88-808-KIDS. This is Greg Marston from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. Just checking the Jim Pattison Children's Hospital Radiothon page right now. $55,211 raised so far. Thank you. Again, that number, one triple eight eight zero eight kids. That's one triple eight eight zero eight fifty four thirty seven. More on the radiothon and the Patterson Children's Hospital coming up on the Heartland at noon. First of all, a COVID nineteen uh, update. We were down to forty one active cases in the local South Central Zone yesterday, down three from the forty four that we reported on uh, Friday. But now we're back up to forty eight. So that is trending in the wrong direction. Moose Jaw doctor dies from COVID-19. That's a headline on discovermoosejaw.com today. The local healthcare community mourning the loss this week. Moose Jaw doctor, uh, Dr. Yusuf Al-Bagami, served as a family and emergency room physician in Moose Jaw, Regina, and Fort Capel. He uh, died from COVID-19 this weekend while receiving intensive care in Ontario. Albagami was transferred to Ontario about two weeks ago, and it was on Sunday that local physician Dr. Brad Thorpe took to Facebook and posted, Today we carry a little extra weight. We share a tear. We feel the loss. We acknowledge each other's grief. Thank you to all our colleagues for all that you do and for continuing to stay the course. May God bless us all as we fight this. I pray for strength for us all. So the updated numbers, uh, one death in relation to COVID-19 was reported yesterday, along with 100 new confirmed cases and 237 recoveries, 14 of the new cases right here in the local South Central Zone, 1,527 active cases in the province, 191 people 
in hospitals, 140 getting inpatient care, 51 people in the ICUs, 67% of those people unvaccinated. 18 patients are receiving intensive care in Ontario, and uh, they were not included in yesterday's case count that we just went over. Locally, uh, there is a COVID-19 vaccine clinic today at the Old Ross School. You can get your first shot. You can get your second shot. If you're eligible for your third shot, you can get it there. You can get Pfizer. You can get Moderna. And you can get the influenza vaccine until 5 o'clock at the Old Ross School on the northeast side of Moose Jaw. Well, you can check this out yourself. Matter of fact, you can watch the video. Uh, Moose Jaw's 41st Mayor, Clive Tolley, sworn in during a ceremony last night during the regular meeting at City Council. The video is on discovermoosejaw.com. Tolley, the winner in last week's mayoral by-election, of course, he said in his inaugural address to City Council that the status quo is no longer good enough for Moose Jaw. I didn't set out to be a politician. I wanted to be the mayor of Moose Jaw. Uh, I simply wanted to try and come up with some practical solutions that we face here as a community. And you know, we're never short of problems. Um, I've been a Moose Jaw booster all my life. And I used to attend the Riders Alumni Golf Tournament every year. And the, the Master of Ceremonies there, Carm Carteri, used to in, introduce me as Mr. Moose Jaw because I was always telling these people in Regina about Moose Jaw. And they, I think they got sick of it, quite frankly. Um, but I've been a Moose Jaw booster all my life, and I want to continue to try and boost this city in the role as mayor. The status quo is not going to work for our community. Uh, we've been stuck in and around the same population for 100 years, and we, our costs keep going up every year, and our income has to, has to expand to address that need. So we've got to grow our community. So I'm here to try and help with the councillors, the city administration, and the citizens of this city to try and see if we can build this city. Um, we're fortunate we've got an excellent police department, fire department, city administration, city employees, and we're, we're having a tough time paying the bills. Currently, we're in a great financial position because the investment uh, that, our, that our financial director and the, and the people that look after our finances have been doing over the last few years. But we, as a community, need to grow. Um, I was fortunate I was out to the Sask Power Developments in the south part of our industrial park. And um, that's an impressive uh, thing that's going on there. Um, there's great promise for further industrial development in that park. And I will try and lead as our administration and our councillors uh, try and bring more businesses to this community. There's about 7 million people that were born in Saskatchewan that live elsewhere in Canada. So many of our children, along with children of all the other people who live in this province, have gotten a good education and they've moved somewhere else to get a job. We've got to keep more of those people here. In order to keep them here, we, we must have jobs for them. And we're not going to be able to do that just with our own uh, you know, rate of having families in this city. We've got to welcome immigration. And currently we're now a, a, a very much a multicultural community and we need to encourage that, encourage immigration to help build our city and make these people feel welcome. Um, my grandfather and grandmother came from Scotland um, and settled uh, near Moose Jaw, eventually moving to Moose Jaw. And then they had a daughter who met a 
British airmen during the Second World War. And they got married, and after the war, he came back and made a home in Musha and, um, and raised a family. So I'm the son of an immigrant. I'm a first-generation Canadian. Now, 15 Wing, that brought my dad here, continues to be very important to us. And while we're talking about the military and, and it being Remembrance Day week, um, I think of my father, who was so thin from starvation in Burma, uh, that he probably he probably didn't last as long in his life as, as most people would because of, because of the stress of that situation. My grandfather was in the trenches in Europe and got gassed and ended up with TB and later cancer and died an early death. So I'm getting a little bit emotional here because these people paved the way for us to have what we have today. They both gave their lives ultimately at a younger age while others actually died in battle. Um, to my councilmates and my administration, our administration, this is a bit like a hockey team. Um, you got a new coach mid-season. Uh, the old coach got promoted, and and I'm coming in. So I would appreciate your help and your support, make, making me feel comfortable, um, keeping in mind I'm going to make some mistakes, and I'm, I'm hoping you're going to try and uh, help me when I do that. Um, I think we've got a strong team, and um, moving together, I think we can uh, have a great future with a shared vision for the city of Moose Jaw. Thank you so much. That's our new mayor right there, Clive Tolley. And he did make his first mistakes last night. Forgot to turn his mic on a couple times. <laughs> That'll come. Again, that story's on discovermoosejaw.com today. And more on Tully's inaugural address. And a little bit about what I think of our new mayor coming up on my daily commentary in about half an hour. We'll take a time out and focus in on the Patterson Radiothon. The Jim Patterson Children's Hospital Radiothon. We're asking for your support today on 800-CHAB. With the annual Jim Pattison Children's Hospital Radiothon, presented by CIBC Wood Gundy, here's another moving story about how the hospital has impacted a life for the better. On August 16th, 2018, Kaylin was at work and she had called me shortly after she got off her shift to say that she was just going to go visit friends for a few hours. So I got off work, went home. I got in the house and realized that she should have been home by then. So I sent her a text message, put my phone down, turned around to walk to the washroom and heard the notification bang on my phone. So I picked it up and it was a message from her friend asking me to call a Weyburn cell number. So I thought that was odd. So I called the number and it was the RCMP. They had told me that Kaylin was in an accident. We got to the Regina General Hospital and saw her quick. She was already sedated and in a coma and it was on my way to Regina that I found out that she was hit by a train. They told us on Kaylin's 17th birthday that she wasn't going to make it. But I remember that nurse that was on the night shift. When it came to the morning, the nurse came over to me. She put her hands on my shoulders and she whispered in my ear if it was okay if she stayed till the end. For trauma, which I was part of, 
you know, to know that these people know kids in and out and they know what can go wrong, but they also know how to make things right. Donate now. Call one 808 kids How much would you pay for a beer at your favorite pub? A glass of wine at dinner? Your favorite drink at the club? Time in prison? Well, alcohol is a regular choice for 8 out of 10 Canadians. Every glass comes with a risk. Canada has some of the strictest laws and penalties for driving while under the influence, and the consequences can be much worse than incarceration. Please, drink responsibly. This message has been brought to you by 800-CHAB. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. You punch around your radio dial just for fun this afternoon, and um, you'll find a lot of us. From Prince Albert through Saskatoon, Swift Current, Moose Jaw, Weyburn Estevan, Regina. We're doing it. The Jim Patterson Children's Hospital Foundation Radiothon. Over $55,000 raised so far. It's presented by CIBC Wood Gundy, Saskatchewan's largest annual maternal and pediatric fundraiser, returning to the radio. We're going back on the air to help save kids' lives. The Jim Patterson Children's Hospital Radiothon from CIBC Wood Gundy. Today and tomorrow, 6 a.m. till 5 p.m. both days. You can give on the CP Sunshine Line, one triple eight eight zero eight kids. That's one triple eight eight zero eight fifty four thirty seven. And as you've heard, uh, all donations are being proudly matched by Gordon Barbroda, up to one hundred fifty thousand dollars. You can also donate online at .ca. Sponsors of the Radiothon include CP Affinity Credit Union, Sastel, Viterra, Save On Foods, Chicken Farmers, and Enbridge. You may have heard from uh, Terry Dickey earlier today on 800 CHAB. You'll hear some more from her on the Heartland at Noon. Hi, I'm Tara Dickey. I'm the Children's Provincial Trauma Navigator, and I work out of Jim Pattison Children's Hospital. I'm a registered nurse, and I've been a registered nurse for almost 20 years now. Um, Most of my career I spent in the Pediatric Intensive Care Unit, And I was hired into this job about a year ago. Saskatchewan's Pediatric Trauma Program is in its early stages of development. And the program was created to address injuries, which is the leading cause of death and hospitalization in Canadian children. From 2017 to 2020, Saskatchewan's Pediatric Trauma Team saw an average of 100 annual patients at JPCH. However, the growth of the program and the education of staff has resulted in identifying and managing 231 trauma patients in the last 12 months at our children's hospital. As a nurse navigator, I follow the flow of the children who present to the hospital with trauma during their stay in the hospital, right through to discharge and once they're settling back in at home. I act as the point of contact for the family and the patient, connecting them with our various services as they require them. I guess in a nutshell, I help navigate them through our healthcare system. I actually give the parents of each pediatric trauma patient that stays in our hospital direct access to my trauma cell phone so that if they have questions that may arise once they've gone home, they can contact me by texting or calling, which gives a lot of parents peace of mind. Other areas I'm involved with include staff education, trauma data collection, quality improvement, 
research and involvement with community and national trauma organizations, led by the Departments of Surgery and Pediatrics. Saskatchewan's Pediatric Trauma Program is guided by a working group consisting of members from the Children's Emergency Department, pediatric surgeons, the Pediatric Intensive Care Unit, the Adult Trauma Service, the Regina Trauma Program, and myself. This working group recognizes the importance of trauma education and the importance of a team approach in a very stressful environment. And we asked Tara to uh, tell us more about the day-to-day operations at the Jim Pattison Children's Hospital. When a child enters our center to be seen in the Children's Emergency Department, they are seen by a team that includes nurses with specialized pediatric emergency training and pediatric emergency physicians. This department also houses a large amount of equipment that is specifically designed for small patients. Children aren't just little adults. They pose their own set of unique challenges when they're sick, and our staff are trained to provide specialized care in each of these situations. Accidents happen with children, and when they meet our trauma criteria, a trauma activation is called at our center. A trauma injury can happen in a variety of ways. For example, some of the injuries that we would see are caused by things like motor vehicle accidents, drownings, severe burns from a fire or an ATV collision, being trampled by a bull, a school bus accident, or fall out of an apartment window. The list is actually quite long and extensive. Sometimes these children are severely injured and require life-saving measures from the scene to our center, and other times they're stable at the scene, but because of how they were injured, they have a large potential for their injuries to become unstable very quickly. When our pediatric emergency department is alerted to a patient on their way to us, We initiate what's called a pediatric trauma team activation at JPCH. This is a process of alerting all of the members of our pediatric trauma team so that they can meet and assemble in our pediatric trauma room and prepare to receive this child. Our pediatric trauma team is a collective group of specialists from different departments that respond immediately, and they come down to the trauma team to work together with our children's emergency department to do a trauma assessment and care. This team is led by a pediatric emergency room physician, and the other members include residents from the trauma service, pediatric surgeons, anesthetists, respiratory therapists, nurses, social workers, myself, all of the members from different testing locations, pharmacy, and then areas like the pediatric intensive care and our operating rooms and the blood bank are alerted as well just in case they're needed. When we stabilize the patient, all of the members then return back to the areas that they were working in and they continue on their regular workload. So what I'm trying to emphasize is this is very much a team approach. Trauma is a team sport and that's why it's called the pediatric trauma team. The other thing that's unique about JPCH is it's home to many of our pediatric specialists. If a patient comes in that's requiring admission due to their injuries or follow-up care, these specialists are close and readily available to see these patients during their stay. Tara Dickey is our guest on the Heartland at Noon today, a Children's Provincial Trauma Navigator, a registered nurse at our Jim Patterson Children's Hospital in Saskatoon. She took the time to educate us uh, about the day-to-day operations at what can be an extremely busy hospital. We asked her about preparation. How can she and the other healthcare professionals be prepared for some of those unexpected situations that can and do arise? Education simulation, and practice. 
it's just like the theory of a sports team. What do you do to make your basketball team better? You practice. And simulation here is the same. We practice these medical situations over and over in real time to train our team to be the best prepared that they can for any situation that can come our way. Trauma is unpredictable. They aren't booked. They come in when you least expect them. We never know when they're going to arrive. And the volume of patients is also unpredictable. For example, if there was a motor vehicle accident with a family, two parents, four children in a vehicle, that can be a large number of pediatric trauma patients coming in at one given time. So it's important that our team is ready and prepared and comfortable with any situation that's thrown at us. We practice with the cases, we practice with our equipment, and we practice being prepared and functioning in our roles as a team member. We work very closely with our colleagues in the adult emergency room because we share the trauma rooms at the new hospital. And this allows us flexibility and options to increase our manpower quickly to help one another when these tragic situations arise. We do specific trauma training with our emergency room staff when they're hired to our unit, both online and in class. And another way that we can further educate our staff is through additional specialized training courses and national certifications. As our program grows and the volume of patients we see increases, we will set our sights on obtaining some of these certifications for our staff in the future, in addition to the trauma training that we already provide here. And, of course, it all takes money, and that's why we need your donations today on the Jim Pattison Children's Hospital Radiothon on CHAB. The number to call one triple eight eight zero eight kids. That's one triple eight eight zero eight fifty four thirty seven. Or uh, you can also go online and uh, make a donation at PattisonChildrens.ca. No apostrophe there. Okay, PattisonChildrens.ca. And uh, we've already raised uh, $55,414. That's pretty good. Among the top donors, Joe Pearson, HBI Office Plus Incorporated, Summit Sand and Gravel Limited, Jessica Bazinski, Leo and Sandra Verhelst, Buckberger Berg and Partners, the Kinsman Club of Nipawin, Cody, Tasha, Rhea, Riker, and Demi Pearson, Verna Doe, and Mike and Christy Strachan, the top 10 donors so far. Again, the number to call, one 808 kids That's one 808 Tara Dickey assures us that every donation you make to the Jim Pattison Children's Hospital Radiothon is earmarked for equipment that we need for our children and for the doctors and nurses who look after them with the purchase of state-of-the-art simulation equipment. So as I stated before, trauma is a team approach. These members all need to be familiar with one another. They need to be comfortable with sick and injured children, and they need to practice that trauma process repeatedly. This new equipment that we've obtained allows for very realistic scenarios. We've graciously been donated by the foundation of Sim Junior Doll, which is a mannequin. It's the approximate size of an eight-year-old boy. He can blink his eyes, he breathes, we can make him cry, he can have a seizure and do all sorts of very realistic lifelike things. When we have high fidelity pieces of equipment like these, it makes these training scenarios very believable and lifelike. We can perform medical procedures on this mannequin like giving him IV fluids, intubating him, defibrillating him and starting intravenous. The technology is so awesome. 
Included with our funding approval uh, was also the brains behind it. So a tablet and the software so that we can control this mannequin's every vital sign and status from across the room. It includes the patient monitor so that the medical staff can see the status of the patient in real time, just as though they were attached to the monitors in our trauma room. When I started this position, we started with some very primitive simulation scenarios with the team. We had a half mannequin CPR bust as a placeholder in the room, and we would use a lot of imagination to work through these scenarios. We're slowly growing. We have more buy-in. We have more people attending. We have more departments coming. We're doing them in real time in the pediatric trauma room amongst everything else that's going on in the department to walk through how we as a team are able to manage these complex trauma patients while still caring for everybody else in the department in a controlled manner. Our intention is that as the program grows and now that we have access to this great equipment, we'll be able to take these educational opportunities outside of the children's hospital because trauma can happen anywhere, not just in Saskatoon. Therefore, our intention is to help educate healthcare staff around the province on how to take care of pediatric trauma emergencies and stabilize them for transport. Our hope is to collaborate with programs like TREC to do this in the future. Tara Dickey, our guest on the Heartland at noon today, Children's Provincial Trauma Navigator, a registered nurse at our Jim Pattison Children's Hospital in Saskatoon, asking for your assistance as we raise money that we need for specialized training for our healthcare professionals. Jim Pattison Children's Hospital Radiothon, raising funds for life-saving equipment and critical programming to enhance provincial pediatric trauma care, improve epilepsy services and increase capacity in the neonatal intensive care unit at Jim Pattison Children's Hospital. Sick kids are scary, especially if you're uncomfortable caring for them. Accidents with children are always unexpected, and your emotions are running high, and people are stressed in these situations. Pediatric trauma is a specialized area, but it accounts for actually quite a large amount of our pediatric patients. I said it before, kids aren't just little adults. Healthcare professionals in these situations need to be comfortable with different dosing of medications, using various sizes of equipment, and being ready for any size patient that comes through our door. When children are sick, they're unique. They often compensate for quite a long time, and they appear to be not all that bad. But let me tell you, when they get to the point that they can't compensate any longer, things can get bad and scary very quickly. So this reinforces why we need to support the specialized training opportunities for pediatric trauma, just like this simulation equipment will allow us to do. This will keep the healthcare professionals in this province that are looking after these patients comfortable and up to date with the most current standards in regards to pediatric trauma care. And we asked Tara finally what the generosity of Saskatchewan people means to the professionals who look after our children at the Jim Pattison Children's Hospital. Well, donations from people like you make a measurable impact on children's lives and it ensures that every child we care for can receive the same level of expert care. Accidents are the leading cause of death and hospitalization in children and they will continue to happen. Early treatment, assessment, and stabilization by healthcare professionals in this province and at the Jim Pattison Children's Hospital with this skill set will improve the outcomes of our injured children. 
Donations will allow us to expand provincially with this education and develop this program as its needs evolve and it inevitably grows. In the future, we would love to see additional specialized training opportunities and certifications offered to the staff looking after these pediatric trauma patients. We also know that very soon we will need to put effort and funds towards pediatric data collection as our province doesn't yet have a pediatric data registry. Every dollar collected at this Radiothon will help a child in our province. Tara Dickey, our guest on the Heartland at Noon today, the Children's Provincial Trauma Navigator, a registered nurse at our Jim Patterson Children's Hospital in Saskatoon. Again, we're asking for your donations, big or small, they all add up. one 808 kids that's one 808 You can also donate online at pattersonchildrens.ca. Let's see if we can update the total for you here. Uh, Well, we're still at $55,579, and we need that number to go up. If you can, please make a donation, and stay tuned. We'll have a whole lot more uh, on the Patterson Radiothon on 800-CHAB this afternoon. We'll take a break and come back. Hey, the Moose Jaw Warriors are in action on home ice tonight. they got three straight home games, as a matter of fact, coming up. One tonight and then a couple on the weekend. I got a pair of tickets for you. I'll take caller 8, 693-8000. If you want to go to the hockey game tonight, Warriors, Red Deer Rebels, Mosaic Place, you have to show proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test and your ID, but then you're in. Wear a mask and cheer on the Warriors. Caller 8, 693-8000. That's the Moose Jaw RV and Marine Contest line. If you want to go to the Warriors game, call me right now again, 693-8000. We'll be back. Attention, cattle producers. This Friday, November 12th at 12 noon, at Manicota Stockman's Way Company is an all-breeds calf sale. Last week, Angus calf sale for 50 weights sold for 235, 550 weights 210, 650 weights is all 97. All our sales are broadcast from dbauction.com. Updates on our Facebook page. This Friday is our last calf sale of the season, November 19th at all-class sale of cattle sale. Call 306-478-2229. The benefits of recreation are endless. Get notoriously active. Moose Jaw Parks and Rec on the radar. Keep your family active on Remembrance Day. The Kinsman Sportsplex is hosting adult noon swim, extended afternoon public swim, and free afternoon public skate times. The Yara Center track, turf, and gym will be open from 12 to 9 with free turf time available. Details on the free city app or moosejaw.ca. Celebrate your child with a swim at the Kinsman Sportsplex or a playtime on the turf at the Yara Center on National Child Day, November 20th. Children and youth admission is just $1 that day. Snow is coming and the turf rental season is in full swing. Get your team bookings in today for your spot. The notoriously active Social Happenings for Teens is in action at different locations around the city on Friday nights. Details on the city app or moosejaw.ca. Details on the community grant program are online at moosejaw.ca. Deadline is November 30th. To learn more about Moose Jaw Parks and Recreation, visit moosejaw.ca. And now, another rock and roll history lesson on 800-CHAB. Age is just a number, and these artists prove that. In early 2020, Bob Dylan, at 79 years old, became the oldest musician to reach number one in the album charts with his 39th album, Rough and Rowdy Ways. 
is the gateway key. In 2009, Tom Jones was able to reach the number one spot on the song chart at 68 years old with a cover of Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton's 1983 hit, Islands in the Stream. Louis Armstrong's classic, What a Wonderful World, topped the charts in 1968 when he was 66 years old. And the oldest person to reach number one? Sir Tom Moore in the UK, who was 99 years old when his song, You'll Never Walk Alone, topped the UK charts. This has been another Rock and Roll History Lesson, brought to you by Great West Auto and Egg Supply in Moose Jaw, a Cinnaboya Livestock Auction, committed to getting top dollar for your livestock. And Community Service Radio, 800 CHAB. Discover Moose Jaw weather for Prairie Heart Mobility. Make life easier with quality mobility products. Discover your options at prairieheartmobility.com. Today we'll see some clouds this afternoon. Wind coming from the southeast at 30 kilometers per hour, gusting up to 50 early this afternoon and a high of plus 9. Tonight, cloudy, a few showers in the evening that will end before tomorrow morning and a low of plus 2. Tomorrow, cloudy, wind coming from the northwest at 40 kilometers per hour, gusting to 60 in the morning, 60% chance of showers in the afternoon, and a high of plus 5. Tomorrow night, still cloudy with a 60% chance of flurries and windy and a low of minus 6. Thursday, cloudy with a 30% chance of flurries, a high of minus 5. Friday, sunny, a high of minus 3. Saturday, a mix of sun and cloud with a high of plus 3. There's a pop-up vaccine clinic in Moose Jaw today. Head to Ross School at 1300 Willow Avenue before 6 p.m. tonight to get your Pfizer, Moderna, or influenza shot. For complete online weather anytime, click on discovermoosejaw.com or the Moose Jaw Live app. I'm Katherine Ludwig. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. Caller 7, who just missed out on the Warriors tickets, made an awful noise on the phone. <laughs> Hey, thanks to everybody for trying. Uh, we rolled through on it. Well, we rolled through eight phone calls. And Ken Hawks, that lucky dog, he just won himself a pair of tickets to see the Warriors in action against the Red Deer Rebels tonight, 7 o'clock at Mosea Place. Way to go, Ken. This is a story we ran out of time for yesterday. Spooky bats in a scary situation. You can read all about it on discovermoosejaw.com. Um, there are eight different species of bats that can be found in Saskatchewan, but two are federally endangered. The reason for the decline is in the bat population due to a fungal disease known as white nose syndrome. Nature Conservancy of Canada, Saskatchewan Conservation Coordinator Sarah Ludlow talked with our Sean Slad all about this issue. So do we know why we're seeing uh, bats disappearing like this? Yeah, so the the main reason that um, bat populations are declining is due to a um, fungus called, well, white-nose disease or white-nose syndrome, Uh, and it's caused by a fungus that originally came over from Europe, and it initially came to North America on the eastern eastern coast, and then it's slowly been working its way west, and just this past year, um, like literally just a couple months ago, (laughs) they did some some sampling, and they've found it in Saskatchewan now. Obviously, two bats kind of have that spooky stereotype. I'm guessing that's something that doesn't really help either. 
No, no, not really. Um, yeah, there's lots of myths and sort of old wives tales about baths that, um, yeah, they just make them sound creepy or spooky. And I think like a lot of people, if they actually saw a bat up close, they'd realize that they're really very cute and they're not going to hurt you or get in your hair or anything like that. And they're really great to have around because they eat lots and lots of insects. No, I think that's kind of the big thing everyone thinks like the vampire bat, right? That sucks your blood. Yeah, exactly. And there are vampire bats, but they only live in Central and South America. Um, bats we have here in Canada and Saskatchewan only eat insects. All right, perfect. I guess, is there anything that we can do as just citizens to help kind of help with that uh, population of bats? Yeah, yeah, there's, there's a bunch of things people can do. So um, something as simple as keeping your cats inside, um, especially at um, sunset. Um, that's when bats are, you know, leaving their roost sites to go foraging. Um, and cats actually kill quite a few bats um, every year. So that's one easy thing people can do. Another thing is you could um, minimize your use of pesticides. Um, our, all our bats here eat insects, and so, um, you know, they're, they're natural pest control. Another thing you can do is put up a bat house, um, and that's going to provide a safe roosting site for them. Um, yeah. Hey, no, that's a kind of actually interesting. I've never heard of a bat house before. Uh, what exactly would that look like? Just similar to like a birdhouse? Yeah, it is similar to like a birdhouse. So a bat house, they're usually um, rectangular boxes. Um, and they, rather than being a square like a birdhouse, so they're rectangular box. And they're usually, if you think about layers of um, plywood with maybe like a one inch strip of wood in between them so that there's there's a little gap and then you layer those and so you've got multiple chambers. Um, so it can be, you know, about six inches thick per se. And um, then the bats just, there's usually a little landing pad on the bottom. So the bats will land on the little landing pad and then crawl up into the house. And then when they want to leave, they just crawl back down and then drop off the landing pad and take off. Okay. So are there places that you can get these or is there, I'm assuming there might be instructions online on how to build them. Yeah, yeah. So you can definitely buy some good ones um, at like hardware stores, like Home Depot, Lowe's, those sorts of places. Um, PD Mart usually sells some. You can find some good, some good ones at those places. Um, you can also make them yourself. Um, that gives you a lot more um, customizability <laughs> um, in terms of you know size. And there are a few different styles. So if there's one in particular you want that's not available, you can just build it yourself. You can get more information on this story, again, on discovermoosejaw.com under that headline, Spooky Bats in a Scary Situation. Kind of interesting, isn't it? Sarah Ludlow said, if you look at bats close up, they're cute. I'm going to disagree with that. (laughs) I don't think they're cute. But we gotta save them, they eat mosquitoes. Our daily commentary is coming up to wrap up the show. And a reminder, 800 CHAB. Please to welcome back my good friend Rusty Dean. She'll be on 800 CHAB weekday afternoons, including today from 3 till 6. Make sure you tune her in. Commentary's next, Heartland at noon, CHAB. 800 CHAB, connecting the community.
Hi, this is Gail from the Army and Navy Air Force Veterans. We provide our members with many activities such as darts, shuffleboard, pool, cribbage, meat draws, and more. We do yearly fundraisers, and it is not necessarily to be a veteran or an active service member to belong to the organization. Memberships are as low as $35 per year. And for 2022, we are giving veterans and service members complimentary memberships for new members only. Drop in or give us a call. We're located at 279 High Street West or 306-692-4412 or 306-681-5998. Connecting the community. Brought to you by Magnuson Trucking. They now have three Super Bs to make grain hauling that much easier. For custom grain, fertilizer, and gravel hauling, call Sven at 642-7577. W.J. Jones & Son Funeral Services. You are their focus. Providing support during a difficult time. Going above and beyond is their mission. And Community Service Radio, 800-CHAB. It's fall, which means it's time to fall in love with a great deal on tires. Save up to $200 on a set of four select tires until December 11th. Book your appointment today at FountainTire.com. Financing options available. Fountain Tire. We're on this road together. You've roasted more marshmallows than you can count. Hosted endless campsite barbecues. Posted pictures daily showing all the fun. Now, do you winterize or upgrade? Hey, it's Michelle here from Moose Jaw RV and Marine where it's end of season deal time. Come in and see our in-stock selection. With your new RV, don't pay until 2022. Plus, get $3,500 cash back OEC. We'd love to hear your roasting, hosting, posting stories when you come in for winterizing, insurance claim, or service work. We can handle all makes and models of boats and RVs. See you soon at Moose Jaw RV and MoostrawRVMarine.com Yeah! Saskatchewan farmers, if you're emptying grain bags this fall or clearing out used grain bags from previous years, please recycle them. Clean Farm Saskatchewan-based recycling network keeps the plastic out of landfills and contributes to cleaner farms and a cleaner environment for future generations. Plus, the recycled plastic is used to make new industrial products. Make recycling empty grain bags at a Clean Farms location site part of your fall cleanup. For collection site locations and details, go to grainbagrecycling.ca. The Moose Jaw Co-op Liquor Store knows that you enjoy nights of cards, games, and laughter. You gather with neighbors, family, and friends for eggnog lattes, cold beer, or a glass of Pinot Noir. The Moose Jaw Co-op Liquor Store is for the host, for the guest, for you. Stocked for the holiday season with competitive pricing, specials, and giveaways. Plus, every Moose Jaw Co-op Liquor Store purchase earns you equity and cash back membership benefits. Become a Moose Jaw Co-op member today. Be part of something bigger. The four CS2600 CRT TrueFlex Canola with Roundup Ready technology from Cantera Seeds, I plan my summer around spray time, not lake time. But with CS2600 CRT's flexible application timing, the only thing getting sprayed right now is me. And with its first and second generation club root resistance and excellent straight cut performance, it fits my farm like a snug swimsuit. Visit Cantera.com to order CS2600 CRT from your preferred retailer. Always read and follow grain marketing and stewardship requirements and pesticide label directions. LocalJobShop.ca Full-time, part-time, days, evenings, factory, retail, professional. Looking for a job that fits your schedule and skills? The right local job and the right local employees. Right here, right now. LocalJobShop.ca He made it clear during the campaign and reiterated last night. Clive Tolley did not seek the mayor's chair for political gain. He says he just wants to make our city a better place. I simply wanted to try and come up with some practical solutions that we face here as a community. I've been a Moose Jaw booster all my life. 
Tolley said in his inaugural address in council chambers last night. Tolley said, the status quo is not going to work for our community. He talked about expanding our income and growing and building our community. During his campaign, Tolley talked about revitalizing River Street, making Crescent Park and downtown Moose Jaw safe again, fixing the 4th Avenue Bridge, planning for a new bridge to southwest South Hill, and improving sports facilities. We jumped on the trolley and voted for Tolley, and now he needs the support of council, city administration, and the community as we move into the future. I hope he gets it, because it seems to me he wanted to be our mayor for all the right reasons. I'm Rob Kearney.